Hello and welcome to the Customer Conversations podcast. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Lucas Walker. Lucas currently leads product marketing and strategic partnerships at Gorgeous and has previously founded successful companies, including Vengage and Treats Happen. Lucas, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Stuart, and I appreciate that uh, that intro. It's uh, it's funny in startup land, especially in e-commerce in COVID, it's, uh, you, you go from working with partnerships and events to obviously no events to jumping on the marketing team and doing a lot of content, and which ultimately leads down to, to product marketing and just, just a little bit of everything, especially as we're getting ready in for Black Friday, which is... Um, and you know what, it, it ties into what we're going to be talking about as well, but it seems lately I've been doing more and more customer marketing, customer interviews, um, which is really, really awesome. And it just, your customers are such an untapped potential. I mean, we see it in e-commerce. It's not, it's not untapped at all. And I think it's everyone has the math behind it that a repeat customers is so much more profitable than, than a first time customer. And it's not even just the revenue, but the actual profit that somebody who keeps coming back to your store again and again and again gives you is just such, such low hanging fruit, but everyone's always chasing a, a lower cost to acquire a customer and not really um, focusing on, on the profit, which is what, what we're all here for at the, uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. That's what, uh, what keeps the business going, what keeps the lights on and what helps you grow, right? Is uh, ultimately exactly what those uh, what their profit number looks like. So let's let's get into that a little bit. I know we're we have a few topics that we're gonna t- sort of dive deep on um, and really uh, try to pull out some of your experience uh, on today. But uh, the first thing that we're gonna talk about uh, is you know, Gorgeous is a support tool. Um, I know the sort of the line that you take with with marketing is uh, maybe a little less functional than uh, than others and a little more uh, sort of business impact focused. Um, so you sort of speak to speak to that a little bit, like how can support uh, have more of a business impact than just sort of checking boxes and, and ticking off uh, tickets, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'll pass it back to you or the audience. But what is more important than your one-to-one communication with people who have given you money. If you're a subscriber, they have trusted you with your credit card data, they've given you your email address, your home address, giving you money like Stuart. If I were to, to talk to you, Lucas to Stuart, give you my home address, my cell phone number, my email address, my credit card number, and like 80, 80, 80 dollars. And I, I, I know you have the English accent, so 80 quid, let's say I give you 80 <laughs> quid. What would be more important than responding to me, maybe some family or close friends, but if you've got some unread messages in your, your personal text inbox, um, you're probably going to get back to me fairly quickly. And yet customer support has traditionally always felt like such a, a cost and a reduce the cost, get them off the phone as quickly as you can. And yet on the flip side, before they've purchased it's well, I want them in my store as long as possible, possible because they, the longer that they, they're shopping the more likely they are to spend money yet all of a sudden when you know someone can come back again and again and again and if they get a lot of use out of your your product then why wouldn't you want them to to come back perfect example of a, of a company that does it really well is supply so you know they went on shark tank they launched their i think we're called it the cadillac of, of razors their single their single edge razor um, and then they launched some some failed products if I had a bad experience with supply with the razor after they had been on Shark Tank, and it could be something as small as, you know what, um, 
they were inundated after Shark Tank and they never got back to me, I'm not going to try their their face cream. But if I had a question about how to load the razor because it was different than one that I'd used before, I come back and I see that they have a new face cream, I'm not going to try it if my experience with them was painful. And it could be a long time to hear back. It could be the wrong information. It could just be being ghosted. There's so many, re even awful hold music. Like just that god awful, like that, that Symphonic's default tone number one. Like all of these painful customer experiences. Sure, you might save eight cents per interaction, but you're losing all that future revenue, especially for a consumable product. Yeah, so that, that's. That totally makes sense. And when you, when you put it like that, it seems really obvious, right? That, of course, you should be paying much more attention or not necessarily more attention, but you should at least be paying attention um, to the people who have, have gone through the process, have found your products, have paid for your products, and, you know, you have this potential. Might, might pay for more products. Exactly, exactly. And, and everybody knows that stat, right? That it's much easier to sell to an existing customer than it is to pay it, to a new customer it was from the office but it's literally the first thing in business textbook 101 it's five to ten times easier to sell something to an, an existing customer than to go out and get get another one um yeah and so i mean so that's kind of the caveat of using customer support as a profit generator you have to have good support first otherwise you're just going to be bleeding revenue and get all of that uh in order but then, so for example, going back to supply, if they have questions about, well, can I use, is this for a good skin routine? Do I, do I use this before or after I shave? I have a beard, can I use this? Using all those questions to help make the sale, but then adapt the, it could even be the product images. If you have, see a lot of people asking, can I have a beard, can I use this? Just for you and I are, are bearded guys. I had a little bit of a trimming accident yesterday, so my, my beard's <laughs> a little bit smaller than it usually is for all the uh, pod audio listeners i knew that i was recording and i couldn't have a big just gash that i uh put into my my beard yesterday but if we're looking at a facial cream from a razor blade company we might be thinking oh i don't know if this is necessarily for me but then you take a look at those tickets and you see oh well you know what three percent of all our tickets have the word beard in them maybe we should add some more bearded shots to our lifestyle images on the website and on instagram or even just other little things like that that will increase your conversion rate and using your customer support data to, to drive uh, that, that, those sales and that revenue proactively. And then you're also reducing your expenses because you don't need to have someone constantly answer that same question over and over again. Yeah, man, you, you must have done this before. You're hitting all the, uh, all the questions that I'm gonna, gonna ask before I ask them. So that was going to be my, my next thing was like, how do you, like you mentioned that having good support is sort of the first step to turning uh, support into a profit center for somebody who maybe hasn't thought about uh, sort of using support in this way and sort of in that like cost saving mode. Um, how can mm -hmm. we, uh, you know, reduce time to response, but sort of get people out in and out of the uh, support queue as quickly as possible. What's sort of the first thing to do? You, I mean, you mentioned a couple of things there, like going back and looking at previous tickets, but sort of what's the, yeah. what's all the actionable steps to, to improving your support? Yeah, so the best ticket is one that you don't have to answer because if it's a question, which sounds so counterintuitive, but if you right. want to reduce your first response time to absolute zero, the only way to do that is to prevent it. You can't reduce it to, to, to zero if they have to ask. And right. if you can use an image or 
bolster up your FAQ section before asking. And especially on higher ticket items, just put everything in your FAQ and your help doc. Because if you're buying, uh, I think it's the eight sleep mattress that's, I haven't looked into it, but I imagine with technology, it's going to be a fairly higher priced item that maybe you would want to pay for over a number of months. That's the kind of item that your just your support docs will ha have a, an impact on your conversion rate because people just don't know and they're unsure about spending all that money on the more transactional side of things anytime that you have to answer a question that you could show them or make it really easy to answer on on your own free shipping for example hey do you have a free shipping program use a free shipping bar up at the top to say, hey, free shipping and orders over uh, $40 or whatever your threshold is. Use that to proactively address that. And then if you think of the total number of interactions that an agent can have in a day, then do you want them to be reactive, answering simple, easy to ask questions that you can either put on your website or automate through through a macro because it's so obvious what the, the people are asking for. Um, and that's actually tends to be about up to about 15 to 20% of tickets are very repetitive and can be to single answer closed-ended questions from customers. So then you save 20% of that time to now be able to help people purchase. So instead of asking for, um, hey, does this work? You can have the, or hey, do you offer free shipping? It could be, how are you sourcing your aloe vera? or how much should I be using and showing them how to use the product and get more out of it and say, hey, is this available at drugstores? No, it's not because between distributors, wholesalers and slotting fees, the price would be astronomical. So we, we would rather put that, the, that cost into ingredients for you so that you can trust what you're putting on your face and really helping customers understand why your products are better or even why your business model is different, which was a huge thing pre-COVID. Um, uh, a huge thing pre-COVID of can I get this in stores? Where where can I buy this? Well, you're already on the website. Let me give you uh, um, uh, let me create you a cart right now and send it to you. Or you're already on checkout. Here's a discount code. And that's another thing too is just as people, everyone's getting ready for Black Friday Cyber Monday, start addressing discount codes. Even if you're not a discount brand have something if you give a discount at all even for creating an account for doing anything have it pop up on the cart page because people know that there's a discount out there they see the apply promo code uh area just have something even if it's for free shipping or a free product over a certain amount say really use that or have a landing page that says hey we don't offer discount codes but if you complete your order we'll upgrade your free, your shipping so that it's it's tracked so offer something like that, like free, uh, free expedited shipping on orders over 100. You can always offer something or a free product that you, again, maybe it's the cream. Someone spent, bought three, four razors for you. Know that they're a VIP customer. Give them a little bit of product for free, especially if it's a consumable, and get them, them hooked on it when they're asking you those questions. Because people know that they received a discount code when they signed up for the email newsletter. They add it to their cart they they can't remember the code is it welcome 10 welcome back what, thank you independence day 25 <laughs> in 20 like bfcm 2020 they can't remember the promo code they're looking for it now they're not excited about their product they're excited about their discount code that they can't find and then they leave so offer them something if they're they're checking to to get that sale and it's the retail equivalent of if you're talking to someone helping you buy 
uh, let's say you're, you're at, um, at one of the TK Max or TJX companies and you see some nice shelving uh, and they, you ask someone a question and they say, oh yeah, here, let me, let me bring this right up to the front for you rather than, oh yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's, that's wood. They say, oh, it's, yep, it's a great wood finish. I know it's a little bit big. Would you like me to take it to the front for you? So you're reducing that friction of purchase, right. which is really what using support to drive revenue and sales comes back to at the end of the day. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I have to ask you this question because you sort of brought it up uh, around mm-hmm. around discounts, and I've been listening to a lot of uh, a lot of e-comedy to see podcasts recently, and this seems to be a hot button issue, especially with uh, Black Friday and, and Cyber Monday coming up. Is yep. should you discount? Like, what is the yes, yes, is- yes, yes? And I ran my store treats happened with very few discounts. I hate discounts, but here's the thing: you can't bank margin right at the end of the day going back to profitability have some sort of an offer and it doesn't even need to be a discount it can be a new product launch it can be overstock cleared it can be free gift with purchase free expedited free expedited shipping access to a community uh it can be anything it can be a gift code for your next purchase but i customers want discounts and let's be honest even though the s&p hit record numbers today there are still a lot of people who are struggling so now more than ever, having a discount will offer, but will make a difference. But even looking at Gorgeous, um, at, uh, and it's pretty cool with the call data, I took a quick look of how people heard about us, and they said, I heard about an offer or a deal. People like a deal. Let's look at the, the biggest company in the world, right? So you talk about brands. So you're not going to compete on, uh, on sales. You're going to compete on brand. Uh, are you a soda pop drinker, Stuart? Uh, not particularly, although I have been, I, my wife informed me the other day that ginger beer does not, does count as soda if you look at the it ingredients. Is. So it, it I, is a soda. I guess I am in that category. So when you think of sodas, uh, and, and I hope I don't get in too much trouble here for, uh, for, uh, mentioning the second tier brand, but if I said, Hey, would you like a cola? And I gave you a Pepsi, uh, you were kind of expecting the red can. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I mean, right. So you talk about brands. Yeah, one of the largest brands in the world, Coca-Cola. If discounting didn't work, why are they in the flyer at the grocery store twenty-six weeks a year? Like that's, even Apple discounts. That's a good question. Yeah, Nike has outlet clearance stores, and they moved off of Amazon. Right. Yeah, I, I think the the thing that I think is is really interesting, and it's something that you, you brought up. I really liked your uh, sort of your buying your buying shelving example because that's an example of an offer, which is not necessarily a discount, right? And I think that's an important sort of distinction is that it doesn't always have to be a percentage off or a dollar off, but some like like you said, everybody likes getting a deal. Like, what is the yeah. thing that you can help move some people from? like to feel special, and yeah. nobody likes to feel nickel and dimed, right? And if you see some items on sale and a discount box, and you know you had a discount code earlier when you joined the email newsletter, if you, that's how you manage your customers and brand up until this point, don't all of a sudden start saying, oh, well, we're artisan handmade, we can't afford right. to discount. <laughs> right. Then don't offer it in the first place. Focus on the quality, say, hey, our shelving 
Uh, we give you extra hardware, everything you need to install. We send you the tools. We'll even record a video specifically for you, Stuart, because our shelving is all handmade and we want you to have the ultimate experience. We send you a level and everything with it. If it's that kind of experience, then don't do it. Don't do a discount. But if you are, if you have the inventory and it's you can do a discount, then absolutely do it. A great example, just going back to uh, supply, was after Shark Tank, they ran a special landing page. They probably did a uh, they did a bundle, and bundles are again a great way to discount in exchange for um, you're giving that discount code, but you're getting a higher order value. So right. then you can combine it with say a free shipping order. So get get our get our Black Friday bundle. We've assembled you a kit individually. This would cost one hundred and seventy five dollars. You're getting it for ninety nine bucks plus free shipping. Right. No no promo codes needed. Head right to checkout. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all sort of in the positioning of the offer, right? There's, it is. Uh, are, and are it's got to match your brand. It is. Are you Terry's? Uh, house of discounts where everything's always 60% off and nobody ever pays full retail, but the discount price just becomes a retail price. Um, but yeah, discounts are, and, and I think that the mistake is using discount interchangeably with promotion. So it's some compelling reason to do something new. If it's a truly new product and it's a lot of excitement and it really is a limited run and you know, you're going to sell out, you don't need to discount. If you have extra inventory, if you have, run promotions in the past run run a discount but people do like to feel like they're getting a deal they like to feel like they're getting something um and i think customers are smarter too i think that uh, a lot of non-e-commerce folks like I, I i was up to college this weekend with some friends and they said oh i added it to my cart and then they emailed me back with with a promo code so i always add to my cart and wait for the discount now Right. sort of what customers are expecting but it was interesting because uh, instead of the discount code it would have been better for urgency especially if it's a clearance sale that you're running to say hey we only have three left in stock other people are adding this to their cart and right. you can do that really easily with your um with a dynamic email and say hey other people have added a new product to title uh have added product title to their cart get yours before before you're gone. Five people have added three of the, this item to their cart. Right. So that's another way to uh, to create urgency with that without discounting. So there are a few a few different ways there, but absolutely always have some sort of an offer or a promo or a BOGO or or something. Cool. So so I want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier, which is uh, you can use support as a way to sort of really drive the, what are the right experiences for your brand? What are the things that your customer, what, what are the places that your customers are getting uh, stuck? Uh, what are the things that can take them, can reduce the friction from where they are now, which is sort of, you know, in that consideration phase, they maybe have something in their cart, maybe they're looking at a product page uh, and actually get them to pull the trigger and sort of how you can use support to help drive improving that. Uh, performance. So you mentioned sort of you can go back into old support tickets or you know historical mm -hmm. support tickets and look for you know common phrases, common words like bids, for example, if you're selling uh, mm -hmm. face cream. What's a, what are sort of uh, some other examples of that? Like what are typically the sorts of things that you're looking for? And I guess maybe this sort of we uh, combine with another question, which are like what are the most common sort of things that will come up that are sort of low hanging fruit for um, for improving that experience. 
Yeah, and I mean, first off is just by offering support. A lot of places don't, so by having support, that in itself is a competitive differentiator. Um, so that's definitely something. The other thing is by using support interactions to increase your, by really using support to, really using support to help with some of those transactional asks. So things like getting a review or maybe some user generated content with your product, because there are so many uh, just small ways to do it. And I think it's going to be harder and harder to get reviews as customers have purchased more instead of now you are one of five products asking for a review, now you're one of 10. So when you have that highly engaged uh, open rate and, or that highly engaged interaction with the customer, that's the time to ask them to do something. If you've just launched a new product and you're still sitting at a, at a handful of reviews, ask for a review in every interaction related to that product. That will help your conversion rate. And especially if it is a high ticket item, offer to help help them shop and be be like a concierge and offer that white glove uh, service. Yep, you know what, we, we ship it in, we assemble it, let's say it is shelves because we're using that example as well. Right. Yeah, we we ship it to you. It's um, we install fully white glove. We take all the garbage with us. Let us know if you have any questions. And all of a sudden, you're thinking about, wow, that would be really nice when I have to install these shells. I'll pay a little bit more for this. So there's a few different things there that you can do. And then finally, um, if you want to go on offense. Use the live chat to your advantage. You have somebody on your page. And I always say, because people get intimidated by live chat. And if you've got a really popular blog, you've got a lot going on, yeah, it will be intimidating to have uh, a thousand chats a day, but focus close to cash. What is one of the key metrics that people are always, or that businesses are always trying to, uh, to improve? Their conversion rate. So if you have somebody that's added to your cart, but they're not converting, have that chat pop up and say, hey, how can I help you? Uh, just like the shelving example, hey, how can I help you uh, get, get, this, get this to your home? Hey, you've got excellent choice. Order now uh, as you prepare for Black Friday. Order now and for, um, for Black Friday or order now so that you can have products by, by Christmas, by Festivus, by the holidays. How can I help you? Offer them that discount code. Say, hey, great, great choice. Uh, if you order today, uh, we ship it out. We ship out all orders out within 24 hours. And even change that depending on how you go. Hey, let us know where you are. Do you need, do you need this in a hurry? Our current process in time is three days, but we can help you out if you need be. And start driving that engagement to, to push. And what we see, it actually has a 28% conversion rate when you start engaging with customers um, ahead of time. So by helping them make a purchase, this crazy concept, which when you explain it with a retail analogy, it's like, oh yeah, I should do that on my website. But it's, your website's not a vending machine. If you were to walk into a store, let's say you're walking into the home decor store and everyone's just standing there not offering to help you, it's kind of weird. And you stop in the shelving section and you're looking at the shelving, you're like, why is this one 40 bucks and this one's 400? What, what am I looking at? It would just be weird if nobody was there, especially if you just saw the cashier staring at you the whole time, which is kind of what that live chat, which is, don't pop it up. You can be reactive or you can be really proactive. And if somebody's gone to your website, clicked an, or clicked an ad, gone, become an email subscriber, clicked on a product and added it to their cart, they probably want it. 
help them make that purchase. Totally. Yeah, that's, it, is, it is funny that when you use the retail analogy, it becomes really clear uh, how strange it is to have a sort of a totally touchless uh, buying experience, right? There's always, it is. always somebody in a re retail store, even if it's just somebody walking around stacking shelves, there's somebody there mm -hmm. who you can ask questions, right? Um, well, would you like to find, uh, I don't have an exact stat, but do you know why you welcome people into your store in a retail setting? Uh, I, five seconds. I have also seen the set and I'm blanking on it, but no, enlighten me. It's loss prevention. So when you welcome people to the store, um, I mean, a, if they were going to steal something, they probably feel like they've been seen, but also it just per creates a little bit more reciprocity. And all of a sudden I don't want to steal from somebody that, that I know. So that's why I had a lot of, um, when I worked for the LCBO, the big liquor store here in Ontario, that was a big thing to always greet people and address customers because it makes them feel welcome, but it also greatly uh, reduces, reduces theft. So it's not just, so in-store has a totally different, uh, different reason. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And although the, the idea of reciprocity is interesting too, right? Which is sort of where like uh, having an offer or having a discount uh, can come in as well, right? If people feel like they're getting that deal, they feel like you're giving them something, uh, it makes it much easier for them to part with their money um, exactly. in the and checkout. Let, let, let's go back to the retail world example. If it was, if you walk into my store and I say, hey, store, come on in. I got 10% off everything. What, what, what do you want? What do you want today? Let, let's, let's help you out. All of a sudden, that feels pretty fun. Right. But if it's just join my newsletter for 10% off, tell me your first name, last name, email address, and birthday so sterile and impersonal right it just doesn't make sense and you can you have that data with e-commerce to give that really personalized experience so why why wouldn't you right and, and you can do the same thing with reviews here too right it's the same thing as if you go into a grocery store or a deli or whatever and they're giving out samples so that you can try the thing before you buy it like maybe you're not going to do like you're not actually going to do that in d2c although you do see brands do you know 100 day trial and like you know yep. buy and return risk those trial yeah, well, but you can do it as a free gift with purchase. Hey, we're launching in preparation for our new launch. Our next hundred customers get a free sample of uh, of our face cream, or whatever right. it happens to to be. So then it drives that initial sale. But then, with the follow up, it's hey, how did you think of the trial? We're looking to get it reviews. Here you go. If you want to do a subscription, your first subscription will be fifty percent off that order. Right. And all of a sudden, it's oh, that's a pretty good deal. Let's yeah, let's do that. Right. Yeah, and I imagine you can do the same thing with reviews too, right? Like if you if you know the types of people who are coming to your store and sort of the jobs that they're trying to trying to do and sort of their you know their buyer persona, you can start to match. You know, you put reviews in front of them that match, like so that they can see, like, well, this could be me, right? Um, yeah, I I know that it worked for for these people. Why why shouldn't I go ahead and, and get that benefit too? So to sort of yeah. start wrapping things up here, um, I want to sort of talk a little bit about you know go back to that actionable stuff, right? Like what are the, yeah. uh, what are the common sort of support tickets that, or the most common support ticket sort of topics um, that you're gonna see? And sort of what are your like, you know, three, five, however many tips it is to sort of start making that shift from cost center to profit center and sort of bring this back full circle? Yeah, number one, connect everything that you can, have that data going back and forth. Not only is it faster, it's more accurate as well. Um, how many times have you pasted the wrong link in something or even scheduling this podcast, it went to my personal Gmail instead of my gorgeous email. 
have those data connections, not just for speed, but for effectiveness as well. So tip number one. Tip number two, uh, if you're just getting started with live chat, focus close to cash and have it on the cart page, followed by the product page. And you can even do just your best sellers, uh, really tar target that. Uh, number three, load up your macros, know what people are asking and have that done, but don't just be CRL have it with your brand tone and brand voice as well, which could be a whole nother podcast of finding your brand tone and brand voice. <clears throat> Here's support team autonomy. Uh, this is something that's really, really underrated and we focus on a lot of the metrics too much, but give your support team autonomy. They know it's like really treat them like, like humans. Uh, and finally, uh, if it's going to be inundated, know who's best at which channel. So if you have someone who can run five chats at a time, but they suck on the phone, let, give them the choice of saying, hey, do you want to skip phones today? Do you want to not do emails? Do you want to do live chats? And then have them focus on that especially and go even deeper. If you know their product knowledge, have them focus on that. So this is more for the larger customers. Okay, um, I was up at the, uh, the cottage. I was at a Canadian Tire this, this, uh, this weekend, which is a big Canadian superstore. It's a little bit more than, than Walmart, but they've got a lot of departments. If you have people asking about the fishing gear and you sell fishing gear and cooking stuff and everything and patio furniture, don't have the same people answer all the different product types of questions, have product experts and assign them to, to those questions, especially as who knows what's going to happen with retail stores, even if they're open, consumers probably don't want to go. So if there's just one thing that you take away from this, adopt that physical retail mindset for your customers because this could be the first time that they do all of their holiday shopping online it's they're getting used to online shopping as well and it's just because we're in this world all the time uh like my friend who said that she puts in her email to get the card abandonment emails that's something that we've been doing as e-commerce industry insiders for the last four years. So right. don't feel just because you didn't know how something works or you do it a certain way, that that's how your, uh, your customers do it, which really comes back to listen to the data at the end of the day um, and use the data to inform your decisions. Cool. That was a really great, really actionable uh, tip. So one, one final thing. For somebody who is looking for a great sort of role model or like a, a brand to you know get some inspiration from when it comes to sort of how they handle uh, this on-site um, support experience, I know you mentioned supply earlier, but who do you think does this best? Who's the sort of what's the the gold standard of uh, of support in ecom right now? Ooh, gold standard for support in ecom. Um, on this, on the more independent merchant side, I really like both supply and uh, beard brands, really yin and yang. Uh, what, one for the beard, one to get rid of the beard. Both of them handle it really, really well. Uh, a little bit bigger, Bird Dogs does a great job. Deathwish Coffee does does a great job. Uh, as well, we have some some stories of how they've used Gorgeous on on the website. Um, but to go with not totally be be a gorgeous shell, uh, and to think of how other companies are impacting what what people expect from you. Wayfair does a really good example of customer uh, support as well. They're pretty industry leading, but their methods and process might not be as relevant to smaller, more independent brands. But it's always good to know what the the big players are doing who are really right. impacting uh, customer expectations. Like when Amazon made free shipping at thirty five bucks, we all kind of had to either put it at 35 bucks or justify why why it wasn't so 
pay attention to what some of the big big players are doing and see how much of that you can replicate with with yourself amazing well this has been this has been really fun um so much uh so much great stuff and here's so much actionable stuff for for everybody who is uh thinking about how they can increase profit and hopefully use uh use support to do that going into black friday cyber monday uh where should people go to learn more about gorgeous and, and find you online yeah, so it's gorgeous.com, like the uh, Greek philosopher, so G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com. I'll say that one more time. If you're driving on the highway and you need to pull over to write it down, uh, your four ways on G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com. If you type Lucas from Gorgeous, I should come up somewhere. Nobody ever does, but if you, you were listening to this and you're on your iPhone, shoot me an iMessage, 416 388 it's not newsletter that's my my actual cell phone number um shoot me a message let me let me know that you were, were listening to it um but yeah and just one thing to really let everyone know Stuart, is if you are under contract with uh zendesk or another incumbent help desk we will give you the gorgeous access for free during the length of your contract so you can just walk away and switch right over to gorgeous at no cost to you Amazing. Well, thanks so much for doing this. We'll link all this great stuff up in the show notes, but thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks so much, Stuart. Hey, it's Stuart. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Customer Conversations podcast. I want to add one quick shout out that Lucas mentioned after we stopped recording today. He wanted me to tell you that Gorgeous is so confident they can turn your customer support tickets into profit that if you're locked into a contract with Zendesk, customer, or anyone else, they'll let you switch and use Gorgeous for free for the remainder of that contract. That sounds like a win-win to me. So head over to gorgeous.com and get started today. And as always, if you like the show, like our guest Lucas, and especially if you learn something new you think will help grow your business, I want you to head over to learnwhy.co slash join. That's one place to get all the content we're putting out, including the podcast, guides and courses with experts in SaaS and D2C, and all the content from our blog once a week. Go check it out. learnwhy.co slash join.